You're listening to Hacker Public Radio. Hi, my name's Kwatu. This is the Anti-RM episode. So, you know Unix and Linux and the RM command, right? RM is that little command, two letters, really small, not a big deal. We typically learn it really early on, deceptively so, uh, when we're learning command line stuff, right? LS is to list a directory, CD is to change directory, RM is to remove a file. It's sort of just talked about very casually. And then you start seeing on forums and in IRC about how dangerous the RM command really is which is weird that it would be so dangerous since we learned it like as one of the first three commands we've ever learned on the command line. So RM does, of course, remove files, and it's kind of a dangerous command because it removes files from your computer forever. It's freeing up the space that that data occupied. It's gone. There's no undo. There's not a, an unremove command. It's just And even if there was, it wouldn't work because the file's removed. It's gone. So I think perhaps we might be doing ourselves and people we're introducing to the Unix way of doing things a disservice, actually, by talking so much and using so often this rm command. I don't believe that uh, the rm command is all it's cracked up to be, or rather, it is all it's cracked up to be, but there's no alternative. So my friend uh, Deep Geek, who you'll know from previous HPR episodes and currently his own uh, geek show, Talk Geek to Me, and actually Information Underground, he, he was, for a little, little while, a couple of months ago, he, he had found this book called The Unix Hater's Guide to, I don't know, Hating Unix or something like that. Um, and it was a, it was a book quite literally, not, not, I thought it was maybe um, a sarcastic or an ironic title or something, but it was actually, it was literally an anti-Unix book. It was why Unix was so horrible. And there was a lot of disinformation in it um, written by someone who clearly didn't understand Unix, you know, just didn't understand how it all worked, just writing this um book and, and apparently having gotten it published as to why Unix was just the worst operating system you could ever have. And there was a lot of interesting smug chapters in it about how, how he had this writer had switched to Mac because at least that didn't use Unix um, because apparently that book was written pre-OS 10, so that was kind of funny. Actually, it was quite funny. So in this book, there was a little bit about RM and how horrible it was, and it really started bringing actual clarity to me because I, I, I realized that I've been using RM, and I've just kind of been taking that high horse stance of, oh, I'm going to be a real Unix guru, and I'm going to go ahead and use RM, and I'll just mitigate my use of it. I'll, I'll be careful with it, uh, and I'll make sure that I back up a lot so that if I do make a mistake and remove a file, well, all I'll have to do is go back to my backup. That's not the way to remove files from your system. That's a horrible way of doing it. Because no matter what, if you accidentally remove a file that you didn't want to remove, then it's gone. There's no going back. So in that sense, the Unix haters guide was absolutely correct. RM is a very dangerous command. And I'm not saying, I I think the, the Unix haters guide was, but I am not saying that RM is a bad command. I'm saying that it's not the command that we all think it is. We're told that remove uh, RM is a is a good way to get rid of files that we don't need anymore. Well, it is, but it's actually really a better way of freeing up disk space, actually removing information bits from our computer. From a systems administrator view, that might be a very sensible command to have and to know about. Because if you're administering a server, for instance, you're not really poking around and actively working on that machine all day. You're not removing files left and right. Typically, when you go in and you're going 
going to remove a, a file or something, it's because it's the time to remove that log file, or it's, a, it's you've decided that you no longer need the copy of that RPM that you've just installed or that you installed last month. And so you go in and you remove it, and it's a very selective and kind of, it, you know, it's it's a project. It's something on your list. It's, it, it made it onto your project planner, onto your schedule. Today, I'm going to go in and remove a file, and it's something you execute with military precision. That's not really how we work on our desktops and laptop computers, our personal computers. And we might be in the command line doing all kinds of cool things, but we're moving files around, we're reorganizing data, we're ditching old files. That's how we work, just like on the GUI, right? The GUI has a safeguard against accidental deletion of files, and that's called the trash can. Or I think on the Windows side, it's called recycle bin or something. Whatever you call it, it's a little picture of a waste basket of some sort, and you can place your files into it. And that has the magical effect of removing moving it from your site. And humans are very well known for the phenomenon of out of sight, out of mind. If you move a file so that it's no longer on our desktop or no longer in our document folder or whatever, we think it's gone. And we're at peace. We no longer have a vendetta against that file. The advantage is that if we moved something to the trash can and then the next day realized that, well, we really didn't want to remove that file after all. We actually wanted it. So we can go back into the trash can and rescue that file. Just bring it right back out, reintegrate it into our, our user space, and it's back. N- nothing's lost at all. Nothing's changed. Changed, in fact, this is a huge advantage over uh, removing things in the in the command line. So the answer is fairly simple, right? Instead of removing, instead of using that rm tool, simply use the move command, right? Just move foo to some temporary holding space. I can't get myself to do that to save my life, and. I think that one of the conventions that we've all been trained to accept on a computer is that there is a trash can, and the trash can will hold all of our files until we explicitly tell it to empty the trash. And when we empty the trash, the files actually really go away. I think it might be a really good idea to emulate this activity on the command line. And for once in my life, I can actually wish for a feature and actually implement it all at the same time. As you know, I'm not a programmer, uh, but this turned out to be a really simple project, and I'm doing the project on Gatorius.org so that you can pull the project and use it on your own systems. But it's really simple, so I'll just go through it right here. You could probably just implement it yourself. The first thing that you would want to do is to create a trash folder somewhere in your file system. I do it in my home directory, and I call the trash folder .trash. That way it's really, really out of my sight. I don't have to think about it ever. So if you just make dir tilde slash .trash, you've got a trash can now. If you make dir tilde slash bin, now you've got a little binary folder where you can put custom applications that you're going to write, which we're about to do. You can put these custom applications in this little application folder, and it's a good idea to do it that way because that way if you are reinstalling your operating system or migrating to a new computer that you've just bought, you typically just grab your home directory, right? Well, if you grab that, then you've got your little custom applications right there in your little bin folder in your home directory, and so they come with you. So you'll only have to do this trash thing once. It's really kind of nice. So the trash program itself, let's call it, oh, I don't know, trash, and it, it could be seen as a verb then. So we could say, for instance, trash foo, and then that would send foo into the tilde slash dot 
trash folder. So we'll write this shell script. It's a very simple shell script. It's three lines, four if you include the header. The header should be uh, the hash or the pound symbol, exclamation mark slash bin slash bash. I typically try to do that header as a generic slash bin slash sh, but I'm pretty sure that one of the features that we use in this shell script is bash specific. So I don't want to risk aliasing it or, you know, sending it to bin slash sh when for someone bin slash sh is linked to, I don't know, corn shell or tcsh or c shell, whatever. I don't think that this will work in those shells. I think this is a bash centric uh, shell script because that's what I know. If you know a more generic way of doing what I do here, uh, let me know and we can update it and generify it because I'm all for that. But for now, we're going to do it as a bash, specifically a bash script. Uh, the first line would be move mv space double quote dollar sign and then the at sign you know the at symbol that you use in email so it's dollar sign at sign and then close quote and then space tilde slash dot trash just for user friendliness i do i go to the next line and i do an echo space double quote dollar sign at space moved to trash close quote and then i go to the next line and i do an echo space quote, your trash now has, and then I do the dollar sign and a parentheses, du space dash h space tilde slash dot trash space, and then the pipe symbol, space cut space dash f1 close parentheses of files in it, close quote, or something like that. You can word it however you want. And that's it. That's the shell script. So now we need to move that shell script over to our little custom application directory. So you can do a uh, move trash space tilde slash bin slash trash. So now you've just moved that shell script over to your binary folder in your home directory, and then you would want to chmod it so that it can be executed. So chmod plus x tilde slash bin slash trash. Okay, that's a, an application on your system now that you can execute from a command line. To give yourself real flexibility, which is what you would want, you want this command to be very easy for you to use so that you default to it as often as possible. You would want to add your bin folder to your path. So that would be something like path equals dollar sign path colon tilde slash bin. That way when you type in trash, your system knows to look in your entire path, which would be things like slash user slash bin slash user slash local slash bin slash user slash local slash games. And finally slash home slash clatu slash bin. It would know to look in all those folders for the command called trash. Uh, you would want to export that path so that it persists. And now, if you just open up a random terminal, first let's make some test files. So you might want to do a touch, foo, bar, and baz. Okay, now you've got three files. Now if you type in trash, foo, space, bar, then you should see, it, it should echo back to you that foo and bar have been moved to the trash, and then it should say that your trash now contains 4.0k of information, or, or whatever you put for the words. So now you know exactly that the files that you specified were moved to the .trash folder, and that your .trash folder currently contains 4.0 kilobytes of information. So the dollar sign at symbol in that shell script simply is, is it's, it's bash, I think, for all the arguments. So trash being the command and anything that follows it are arguments, says that whatever follows the command, take those and then move them, in this case, move to the tilde slash .trash folder. Simple. So, I mean, already we've got a pretty 
good emulation of a trash can-like system. We can trash folder files and folders, and they will be moved to the um, .trash folder. And then if we change our mind suddenly and realize that we didn't mean to do that, we can go to our .trash folder, and we can rescue those things. We can move them back out into the file system. No worries. To complete this sort of trash can-like behavior, we could use an empty command, because obviously if your .trash folder starts to get like full of stuff and it's like 20 gigs, you're going to want to empty all the stuff in there. Now you could just cd into tilde slash dot trash and then remove everything out of there. Once again, that remove command is still kind of making me nervous. And it's not so much the remove command itself, it's just the human propensity to type in stuff wrong. So you might do, you might be in the, you might think you're in the trash folder and you just say, okay, cool, rm-rf dot slash asterisk. And now you're removing everything in that folder, right? Oh, guess what? You forgot to change directory into the home dot trash folder. Oops. Now you're emptying your entire home folder or whatever. You know, disasters happen really, really easily. So the less I use remove, the better I feel. So I create in my dot bash RC or on some systems, they prefer dot bash underscore profile. I create an alias and the alias goes a little bit something like this. Empty equals double quote rm space dash rvf space tilde tilde slash dot trash slash asterisk ampersand ampersand echo single quote your trash is empty. Close single quote, close double quote. And now whenever I type in empty, as long as I get a new bash session to or source the .bashrc file, if I type in empty, then with no arguments, just empty, then my dot, my home dot trash folder is, in, anything inside of that is removed uh, recursively, verbosely, and forcefully. Meaning that everything within the folder gets deleted. The dot trash folder itself remains, but uh, anything inside of it gets wiped away off the computer. It's gone forever. Hopefully I didn't overuse empty now, but typically you don't really think about your trash until you do, and then you empty it, and then you're happy. Hard coding the rm command to, you know, the home directory dot trash folder, that just really, really makes sure that you're not screwing up and using the remove command on the wrong folder, or you're not removing, I don't know, more than you think you want to remove. So that level of, of abstraction between you and that deadly rm command, I think, is a really, really good idea. And frankly, I don't think this is just something for new users and for people who are new to the command line. I think this is for anyone using the command line on a regular basis, because if you're doing that, you're bound to use the rm command, and if you're using the rm command, the potential for a very, very final and horrible disaster is fairly, fairly great. So between the empty and the trash commands, I have a pretty good system of not having to use rm, and yet still having the satisfaction of moving files that I don't need anymore out of my way. It's a very reasonable system, I think, and it's one that I think uh, we would do good to support. And, and kind of promote, frankly. And I'm not promoting this as my own idea. I'm sure other people have come up with this. In fact, I know they have. Mine is one of two projects currently on Gatorius.org uh, with the same idea. You can find this, all the shell scripts and a nice little installer on Gatorius.org slash Trashy, T-R-A-S-H-Y. Had to call it Trashy, not only because it sounds funny, but also because there was already a Gatorius.org slash Trash. I thought, oh, well, maybe someone's already done the Trash project. So I went over there. Turns out it's for Mac OS, it's written in Objective C. It's not going to work for us. If you do have some Macs, 
Mac boxes and you do want a command line trash system, then you can check that out. And that's kind of cool because that actually moves it into your GUI trash. I don't really need that that level of coolness. The command line dot trash is fine for me. Uh, if you're really good with, with GUI programming and stuff and you want to come up with something a lot more fancy where a trash command on the command line actually sends it to the KDE trash or to the GNOME trash, hey, that's really cool. Or maybe it's something that I could even do in my shell script that I just don't know about, uh, in which case, please let me know and I can change it and make it even fancier, I guess. But as it is, as it stands right now, it creates its own trash folder and it moves it into it and it allows you to empty that. And it's great. I put it on Gatorius.org because, again, if, if you're at all like me, you'll you'll sit down at your own computer, you'll have trash installed, you'll be using, using trash, it's great, it's wonderful, it's working. And then for whatever reason, one day you're at work or you're at a festival or something, you're on some other computer that you're not used to. You need to remove a file. The one time that you've got RM in your in your power, you, you type in RM and you accidentally wipe the whole file system off the, the computer accidentally. You know, it's just like that one time and, and that's got to be the most disastrous time. So I like to have trash at just a just a moment's notice. I can just grab it from Gatorius.org, I can install it, and then I'm suddenly using trash and it's perfect. So um, the idea is that you can set it up quickly and easily on any computer you're in front of that you're actually going to be using for real. That, for me, was was a, an important thing. So Gatorius.org is, is perfect for that. My problem, of course, and I think probably a lot of other people's problem would be that we've kind of trained ourselves and we've been trained to use the RM command. So our, our fingers just kind of know RM. That's where they go, right? They insist upon uh, using the RM command. So for a little while, I had to alias the RM command for the trash command so that when I typed in RM, it actually moved everything, you know, it, it actually invoked the trash command, which of course in turn invokes the move command. Billions of ways to do this. My main point is to not use the RM command. I believe it's taught to us because there's no alternative. So I think that if you at least come up with some other alternative for yourself so that you can teach the people you're teaching not to use RM, but to use trash or to use some other command, move-i to the .kde slash shared slash dot trash or wherever that trash is, you know, whatever. I just encourage you to get away from the RM command and start using some kind of alternative. And the reason I encourage this is because I believe that the Unix and Linux system is great. I think it's really powerful and I think that it gives us all the power in the world and that that's exactly the way we all want it. But along with that power, as the cliche goes, comes great responsibility. And part of our responsibility, I think, to create little systems that work around some of that power. You know, that's why a lot of distributions out there will alias for you the CP command for actually making you do a CP-I so that you don't accidentally copy a file over another file. Or the move for move-I so that you actually you don't accidentally move a file over a different file. These are good ideas and that and it's just kind of the, it's the responsibility of, of the knowledgeable user, you know, I mean, really the system administrator, I guess, but since so many of us are both system admin and user on our own computer, then you have to kind of put on your system administrator hat and you have to think about, okay, what do I need to do to my .bashrc file or to my tilde slash bin file to make sure that I'm not overusing RM or that I'm not clobbering files when I copy or move them around. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.